Okay, tell me when to clap, or tell me when to go. Action. Holy shit. <laughs> Hi, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the None Other Fucking Mentality. Um, I feel like at this point, I just need to get bloopers of me actually setting up the podcast because it takes me about, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes to set up the fucking thing. Um, and I feel like the settings change every single time. Um, anyways, so hi, hello, everybody. Welcome to another, none other episode of none other, another episode of the none other fuck you mentality. Uh, this is my intro. No, I do it on, I do it on cue instead of pre-filming it. Cause that just sounds kind of lame if I pre-film it anyway. And my moods change every single time. Anyways, I'm kind of rambling <laughs> today. I have a glorious, um, person on my podcast who I actually met by happenstance. I met him at a party of a good friend of ours. And our other friend like put him on to me and was like, oh my gosh, he is an entrepreneur, but he has this brand that he just released. And they started telling me the story of his brand and A, I fell in love and B, I'm a sucker for a good story. I'm a sucker for a good why. Um, not like, oh, I just want to make money. Like, no, his why behind why he started this specific company was really enticing to me. Um, and I'm honored to have him on the podcast because I, there's a lot of things that I resonate with him and his brand and how he does things. So I'm going to let him introduce himself because I just stared at him awkwardly. <laughs> so who are you? What are we doing here? What's going on? And how's life? So my name is Ethan Gaskell. Um, wow, where do we begin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about, I think we should just let the conversation go where it goes because there's, I think, you know, when we first met, there was an obvious connection. We my story spoke to you, your story spoke to me, and I feel like this has been a long time coming, us oh, sitting yeah. down and talking with each other. So yeah, I'm a creative entrepreneur uh, person living here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> living here in California. I'm from the Southeast originally in North Carolina. Uh, I've been in California for about two and a half years now, and um, I own a marketing agency. Uh, and marketing and creative agency, as well as a fragrance brand called Elsewhere. And Elsewhere for me is kind of like my passion project where I really pour out my creative vision mm -hmm. um, and just let myself have fun. I feel like we all need like an outlet like that. And for mm -hmm. me, that's what that brand is. So, yeah. I want to sell Ethan a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> um First and foremost, I didn't know. So our good friend, her name's Mally. She they they work together. I didn't realize that you owned the company that they that you guys work out of. So talk to me about this marketing agency. Like, what is it? What does it do? Like, what is that? Yeah. So, um, well, first let me start. So I I went to school for film. I have a degree in film. Uh, I went to com my community college in North Carolina, where I'm from, and so I've always been really interested in visuals and storytelling, that kind of thing. And so when I got out of school for film, I was, you know, working locally as a photographer and uh, just kind of doing what I could to make money and make ends meet. And uh, around that time, Instagram was really in its heyday of having like a super aesthetic Instagram feed. And so it was like around that time that I was really trying to I was just really having fun branding myself on social media, like utilizing my pictures, my clients' pictures, and putting together this kind of like visual story of this guy who is making a way for himself as a photographer and creative person. And I ended up finding clients uh, who I was shooting for pretty regularly with photography. And they finally at one point were like, 
Ethan, you shoot for us. We love the work, but we like how you run your Instagram better than how we run our Instagram. Like we would love for you to like shoot for us and then also like curate our Instagram page for us. And so at the time I was like, you know, most creatives, like you're kind of, you take odd jobs and like, you know, month to month, you never really know like what your income's going to be. And so I was like, oh, yeah. like a spark went off in my head and I was like, yes, I can do this. And I'm going to charge you a flat monthly rate. I'm going to shoot for you once a month. I'm going to manage your Instagram and Facebook account. And that was kind of the conception of my marketing business and my marketing world. I have no formal training in marketing. Um, and so I think that that's really, uh, it was really kind of the start to me also understanding that like, you don't need, this is a whole other topic. You don't need the degree to be of value. You don't like you need to just show up and do your best and kind of follow, like just start where you are for me with my visual understanding, my photography, that kind of thing. And I decided like, I'm going to, I'm a marketing person now. I'm a social media specialist and strategist. I'm, I specialize in content. I really kind of branded myself as that. And I, you know, dealt with a little bit of that imposter syndrome at first, but here we are five years later, our clientele is now mostly based here on the West coast. We have a couple clients like across like in Colorado, New York, that kind of thing. But we really specialize in organic social management and content creation. So think of like brands, just day-to-day -day management for Instagram, Facebook, but of course, more recently, TikTok. Um, and now there's a heavy focus on short form video content for TikTok and Reels and that kind of thing. So um, it's kind of evolved a bit over time. Naturally, it's like important as like a marketing person to really have your finger on the pulse of like where the the kind of the tides of social media are leading and what you should kind of um, like what you should lean into more and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, we've been doing it now for five years and it's Mally, um, Alyssa, who is my best friend, childhood best friend. She moved to LA with me and we've worked together for like five years, lived together, all that. And then we have a few other team members who also work with us that are um, just across the US. So it's a fun business to work in. It can be for anyone watching who's in the world of marketing stressful yeah. because there's a lot of pressure put on you. Like everything's online these days. Like people rely a lot Everything. on socials. So to really move the needle for businesses. So it's fun, but it is a lot of pressure and um, it's, it's been amazing though. And like really inspiring because I've gotten a really unique look at a lot of different types of businesses where you would only ever get that look into those businesses if you were an employee of them. But naturally, no one can be an employee of like eight businesses at once. Right. But we essentially are. So right. we get these really candid looks into like what businesses are spending on social, their marketing budgets, who they're working for for PR. When we get to sit down on meetings with these PR people and like kind of just get like the T for lack of a better yeah. word on like <laughs> yeah. everything for like businesses that are bringing in like 50 million plus to like wow. much smaller businesses. Like it's really, we there's like such a spectrum to it all. And so it's been fun, but also helped me have a very unique understanding when it went came time for me to make my own brand, which is the fragrance brand elsewhere. So what I'm gathering from this, and this is like the, this is like the common thread with, you know, everybody that I bring onto the podcast, and this is something that I like really, really preach to anybody who listens to these is you didn't come from a history. You didn't have any background. You just, you showed up. Like you just said, you showed up and was like, I really enjoy this. And you leaned into your creative friend. 
So you have this like inkling inside. You're like, wow, I feel really good when I do these types of things. So I'm going to chase that feeling. Yeah. I'm big about chase the feeling that you're after. If you go through life chasing money, greed, fortune, I promise you that your career will just end. It just, it's career suicide if you go about your career like that. But you came from, you had like, you know, a dollar in a dream, you know, like you're just, ah, I'm creative. I really like this. And you naturally had this inkling to do, to create aesthetics, which I will say this right now. And I've said this before, creating aesthetics is so motherfucking hard. Like I don't have a natural eye for it. I love the way that it looks. I love, I love your feed. I love the way that you do things. I love like elsewhere, the, the way you articulate things. It's just this like finite detail that just, oh, it just gets me every time, you know? And, but that is a really hard and B it's really important to have that type of skill set in order to build success the way that you dreamed it to be. I'm kind of losing my train of thought because I can hear people in the background. Is that door completely closed? <laughs> That's okay. So I'm like, I can hear these tiny voices. And I'm like, oh God. Uh, but anyways, the, the common thread with this whole thing that, that he's saying that I'm hearing is that he just, I don't know, he like leaned into a thing and now he has this really successful company where he now he gets to look inside other businesses and kind of learn about these things. But now learning all these different things has now helped you create this like dream project. Yeah. So yeah. I met him when this dream project came a th- like launched it was new right yeah, i think it was like literally probably a couple weeks old like very new yes because we launched and so we say we beta launched in august of last year because as a new business specifically like a product where there's no um so first of all elsewhere is like a luxury product yes and it's also a fragrant product and so when you're creating something like that that's selling exclusively online there is no guarantee of which scents will perform well, if the brand will perform well, if people are willing to invest in it without ever even smelling it first. And so we kind of say we beta launch because there were so many question marks. And it was really important for me that when we did launch the brand, it was, um, I was open to the feedback. I was open to things changing and evolving over time. And so the brand as it currently is, or as what we're like, we're building it up now. We basically gone through this like eight month period of like all of our product is sold out pretty much at this point. And wow. so we're like, we've revised a lot of things based on feedback we've gotten based on just my own personal, like with packaging and certain like little visual detail. I mean, as the owner of the business, I'm like crazy about like making sure everything you looks know, like it's never. To. But it's, um, <laughs> but you know, we, we beta launched in August of last year. And I want to say like when we connected, it was probably like middle to late August, maybe. Yeah, because it was September. it was Carrie's birthday. Mm. Oh, and she's a Leo, so yeah. And she, yeah, so it was it it had to have been like late August, early September. Yes, yeah. So literally, like weeks into the business launching. Uh, so I have to paint a picture for you guys, and this is why I was immediately turned on by his brand and by like his his vision. So we had just met, like we're just kind of talking, and Mally's like, "Oh my gosh, like talk about this thing." So he starts talking about this this thing that he that he has, right? But the thing that really just fucking got me is he pulls out these little discs. Okay. And I still fucking have them. These little discs that have are like almost it's I'm assuming it's a wax, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So he started out with candles, correct? Yeah. And he's like telling me like the imagery that's coming out of these scents. And I'm like, wow. Okay. But then he pulls out the discs of these little these wax discs 
that actually have the fragrance. And as he's saying the imagery and I'm smelling, I'm like, uh, this is almost like a, like a fever dream. Like this, I'm like going back in time, remembering the things that he's talking about. And I remember one specific one, I'm going to say it's chain link and it's, it's the, the wet, uh, the wet pavement with with rainwater, rainwater. (sighs) I still, I think about it all the time. So the way that he painted, like it, it wasn't, it's not a fragrance company. It's, it's just this euphoric feeling that he was able to encapsulate in this tiny little disc of wax. <laughs> it, I was like, Oh my God, I love you. I'm in love with you. What uh, is this? It's, you know, it's, that was the thing that I've always been someone who's so obsessed with being able to being moved and also being able to move people. And even when I was a little kid, I would force my friends to like, I would write these scripts out and I would make my friends help me build sets. Like when I would go over to their house and then I'd make my friends act and perform. Like we'd make like a fake, like a movie or whatever and make, and then I'd make their parents watch. And I think that as you get older in life, you know, it's easy to kind of get sucked into the world of like day-to-day life and your day job. And for me, just being able to tell a story and to bring people into like a narrative or an experience that was moving to some degree, like it's just always been something I'm so obsessed with. Like for a while I worked at a haunted house for, it was like a big haunted house, like multi-million dollar production back in North Carolina where I'm from. And it was so fun for me being able to create these immersive environments and being able to tell a story and how each set kind of transforms into the next set and the characters involved and really with elsewhere, like why I wanted to get involved with fragrance is because um, it's something we all hold on to so much. Like mm-hmm. the smell of our grandfather's like leather jacket mm-hmm. or like my grandma was growing up, she was a smoker and you know, People have different opinions on cigarette smoke. I love the smell of cigarette smoke because there's something about it that just reminds me of being with her. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I would garden with my mom and the smell of dirt, like those things, you know, I'd go with my dad to the bookstore at Barnes and Noble. He'd sit in the cafe and read magazines and just being in those environments, they all immediately bring me back to those places. And I knew if I created a fragrance brand, I could tell these stories that I personally had experienced, but like within those stories are intimate, like details and notes and touch points that really are universal. Like everyone can find something in it that they relate to, or they find beautiful or special to them. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, you know, with fragrance, uh, there's also like being an online brand, I knew that we would need really beautiful visuals and a narrative and all that stuff. And because I love all the details, I was like, you know, this is a brand that'll let me explore all of these different touch points from scent to the packaging, to the videos we create, to the photos we create, to how we show up on social media. Like I'm a little bit of a control freak, but (laughs) it's because I truly am just so obsessed with the creative process and then seeing people experience that once it comes, once it manifests. That I think that that's what like as someone who is also a creative, a creative entrepreneur, I believe that there's a difference between an entrepreneur and then there's a creative entrepreneur. Um, and as someone who is a creative entrepreneur, I'm all about experiences, scent, smell, scent, like the sensory, the, the feeling, it's always chase the feeling that you're after. Yes. So if you can create this feeling of like euphoria with a fragrance and encapsulate that in like words and video and sound and the whole nine yards, Honestly, I just think that you've like you've you've 
not only separated yourself from like the rest of the world, but also you created a feeling that not a lot of people can do. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's just, uh, it's just a byproduct of always trusting my intuition, trusting your intuition, always being led by and, and following where I feel like my spirit kind of takes me and what brings me joy. Um, even when it doesn't make sense. Uh, like when I started elsewhere, I, it was like nine months into the pandemic of like, well, sorry, when I created the idea for the company, I was like so bogged down with day-to-day work within marketing, which I'm very thankful because my business was fine throughout all of that. I know for a lot of people it, it wasn't. And, um, but, but even still, like, I feel like I kind of lost the joy because it was like every, like there was just such a pressure to the marketing, especially like social media marketing during that time. And I just on my notes, like jotted down. I was like, I'm going to create a passion project, like a passion a, project. I like that. A dream brand and just see like what happens. And so I started like jotting down on my iPhone notes, this con- conceptual fragrance brand. And then I kind of like for fun started building Pinterest boards of like what each scent would look like or like the world I was creating. And then I, for fun, <laughs> went and contacted a branding agency and then for fun, got on a meeting and then for fun, it's just like each thing kind of happened and it was at a weird time where like I was doing good in my marketing. And I remember at one point I don't, there's really not meaning to this story. I mean, there kind of is, but like, I think I was like, like at the time I was really like, I want more out of my life. Like I want to, I want to own a brand. I want to move to LA because I was living in North Carolina at this time. Oh yeah. I wasn't even in LA yet. I was in North Carolina when I first came up with the concept for elsewhere, but I knew like I wasn't going to be able to build a brand like that in North Carolina. Like I needed to be in a more inspiring environment that that encouraged and like where I could really cultivate a brand like this. And so um I remember at one point like, you know, living in North Carolina, like I would find myself investing or like spending money on like little material items that would just be like kind of fun or like make me feel good. I think kind of like distracting myself from mm-hmm. the fact that like there's other things out there that I knew I should be investing in, aka saving up to move to California or like investing in a brand like this. And I had bought this like Louis Vuitton wallet thing. And I remember when I bought it, I was like happy for a second. And it was like so dumb expensive. It was like almost $3,000 for oh this God. wallet, which is crazy. Um, I bought it and then I came back home because I was like visiting a friend when I bought it, came back home. And I ended up thinking to myself, I got the, so I got the, um, proposal from the branding agency Mm. and the price of the deposit Mm. for the branding agency was the exact same price as what the Louis Vuitton wallet was and I remember talking to my roommate Alyssa I was like Alyssa this may be crazy but I'm returning this wallet that I should not have even bought in the first place and I'm taking the money and I'm investing in the branding agency instead so I re- went to Louis Vuitton, which and is a humbling experience, it. and returned oh. that wallet, <laughs> took the money, and paid the branding agency. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, I don't know if this business is even going to become anything. I don't have a perfumer. I don't have rich parents. I don't have investors. It's just like, I'm just going to figure it out step by step. And um, I just think that story is so funny because I kind of traded momentary happiness Mm -hmm. for a bigger picture dream that Mm -hmm. at the time felt so out of reach Mm -hmm. but here two and a half years later 
I'm in LA and I've got the perfumer here. We work with an indie perfumer. She's like my BFF, like so cool. We have the brand, the website, the visuals, everything. And so it's just, it's all manifested. And I just think back on that moment where I bought the wallet and then like walked into the store to return it. I was like, is this dumb? Like, should I even be doing, like, should I even return this wallet? Should I just keep it and move along? But it's funny how it all happened that way because yeah, I don't know. Um, that story plays a huge part, I feel like, in your journey, because that just says a lot about like, your growth, like mentally, like where you were then and where you are now. Um, that's really inspiring, though, because that takes a lot of mental discipline and a lot of just discipline in general to be able to, like you said, like moment, 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 would you say moment, momentary, momentary? Yeah, like trading like momentary, momentary. satisfaction for like the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that was kind of like a... <laughs> Not to like make it sound so deep because it sounds like I'm like, I traded my Louis Vuitton wallet to start my business. Like that's such a privileged place to be speaking from. But it is just kind of funny because it shows like it was really a moment of like, no, I'm going to actually invest in myself. Like I really there's something to this and it's going to require like a little bit of sacrifice, like trading off the things that feel like they're going to bring you joy in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but um, it's just so funny. And I feel like since then, like it's really has kind of changed my perspective on where I put my, not just money, but my energy, what mm-hmm. I prioritize, those kinds of things. Because now, you know, instead of investing at the moment in like another brand's luxury luxury product, I've invested in my own brand's luxury product mm-hmm. and um, built something that is just so beautiful and special to me. Like the brand feels like such an extension of who I am. Um to the point where like even if the brand five years from now doesn't even exist or like whatever happens happens you know it feels like such a such a thing that I just am so proud of because yeah it's like 100% me like every touch point is is me and I'm really um just obsessed with the whole journey that it's taken to get there and also like where things are headed do you think like this this passion project do you think that that Okay, let me re- let me try to reframe like rephrase what I'm trying to say. So I feel like we have like our day to day life, right? You know, like even just like as a hairdresser as myself, I love being a hairdresser and I love what I do, but it gets mundane and it gets really tiring and you almost fall out of love with it. You know, yeah. with marketing, yeah. you know. And then there's these like little, little passion projects. I like that these little passion projects. I mean, Jess, she's my assistant. She's she's right across from me right now. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, there's these little passion projects that kind of pop up out of the woodworks, but I don't really think that they pop out of the woodworks. I think that they play a huge factor in you becoming who you are. Yeah. Um, what has elsewhere done for you with your marketing business? So it's created kind of the perfect case study Mm. of, of being able to see what I can do without the, Because, you know, when you work in marketing or really any job, you know, clients will hire you for your expertise. Mm -hmm. And then they like to kind of tell you how to do things. Mm -hmm. So with Elsewhere, I've been able to to manage it all myself. Like I've been able to kind of call the shots. Um, And so I think that within my marketing business, it kind of creates this sort of like best case scenario. Like when I'm able to do what I want to do, I can create this beautiful thing that also is like growing steadily and like you know uh yeah so I think like elsewhere in regards to the marketing business 
um, it's kind of helped in that way. Like it's provided like a new client to showcase to potential clients within our mar- the marketing world of like what we can do. But mm-hmm. one thing you said that I think is so important to talk about is the idea of like, it's okay to let yourself take baby steps with things. I think we're in a time where we see people performing and doing such grand things. Like social media really just, it really has like altered the way that we view the timeline of our life. You know, we have 16 year olds that are multimillionaires. We've got people that are not known to anybody. And then overnight get a video that has 25 million views. And the next day they're represented by talent management and they become this huge thing. It's like, there's never been a, like a more inspiring but also like overwhelming time to be alive for people who are wanting to do something Mm -hmm. um and so with all of the businesses that i've worked in whether it was like film photography the haunted house all the way up into like now elsewhere i've let myself i've let my i've given myself permission to be just content and have gratitude for the fact that like Marketing is not what I want to do forever. Like the dream is to eventually build more brands like elsewhere that are these experiential, beautiful brands. Um, But marketing right now is enabling me to live in California. It's enabling me to invest in elsewhere. It's been a really great vehicle for um, connecting with people and learning and all these things. And before marketing, when I was doing photography, I didn't want to shoot weddings. I didn't want to do that. But I knew that shooting weddings was a great vehicle to get newer and better equipment and to then transition into marketing. Like every little job and every step serves a purpose towards bringing you to where you like want to be mm-hmm. and are being called to be. Um, but it's not like you have to like change immediately overnight like when i for example right. like with marketing like i didn't go from shooting weddings to like quitting that immediately and jumping right into the marketing world i kind of let myself evolve and learn over time and like grow into it and then at some point you know you do have to kind of make the decision like hey marketing's bringing me like it's it's demanding a lot of my time and attention i think it's time to make the switch from like photography into being fully in marketing now and so just always kind of trusting the journey that like yeah, it's like you don't have to – it's okay to kind of do things you don't want to do mm-hmm. um, because those things are like necessary uh, – They're necessary the evils. Yeah, yeah. It's like you – if you can find a way to look at them with gratitude, it's important to do that. I like that, kind of switching your mindset about that and looking at it with a place of gratitude, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just got off a call right before you got here with a stylist because I do coaching calls, and the common thread that I hear – is, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z, but they're looking at these giant pictures. Mm. Yeah, because of social media, everyone sees, like, the success. I mean, that I kind of told you when you walked in, the point of the podcast is to celebrate every step and not to just talk about the success that you have. Yeah, It's to remember to give each part of your life the same gratitude you do for the big one that you have right now. Um, but, yeah, the common thread with the stylists that always reach out to me, like, how do you get what you have? Like, I want to do X, Y, Z, and I'm like, where are you right now? Yeah do you like where you're at? Why don't you like where you're at? Because you weren't there six months ago. Mm-hmm. You've progressed, but I was there probably six months ago, my damn self, mm-hmm. but look where I am now. But now I look at, I look at every single step and every single decision that I make is a step towards this bigger picture. But I often try to forget what the big picture is. 
so I don't get so caught up in why can't I just have the success now? Right. Why can't why can't I have what I want right now? And why can't I figure out all the steps right now? And why can't everything be right now? Because yeah. that's that's the reality of social media too. Is like everything's just right now. I'm right. sure elsewhere was successful right now. Like, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It took months. It took months of talking and still having the you know the marketing and the photography and like doing all these things. All of these little things, all these little like nuances play a huge factor into the bigger success. And I, um, again, I keep losing my train of thought. I don't know why I keep doing that, but I, the biggest thing that with the podcast and with my brand and stuff like that is every little, every little step that you make is just one step closer to the bigger goal that you want. Mm -hmm. And it's important to celebrate each step because that way you, you don't basically lose sight of what it is you want in your life. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Well, also your life, like the journey is your story. Like the, the journey like, is your like story. Yes. That's, we lose, we lose sight of that because we just, um, we're so focused on the end goal. And like, I'm, I, I'm literally speaking to myself right now too, because I go yeah, through it every same. day. Like it's, you know, a lot of these things you have to really remind yourself because specifically for me, like working in social media, like I'm constantly seeing all the other businesses that are from an outside perspective, doing so booming. much better than me, mm -hmm. booming. They're consistent with content. They're getting tons of engagement. There's always these things that like, like if you choose to look at all of that and feel defeated, you can, but you can also look at that and learn mm -hmm. from their success. You can be inspired by it. You can let those negative feelings kind of bring you to a place of like, what can I learn from this? Like what, like how can I use these not great feelings to actually to my benefit, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a, you know, it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a person who like, I really am. Um, I'm, I don't, I like to feel my feelings. I don't mm -hmm. ever like to sweep things under the rug. So, um, it's hard to not just be in those emotions too, too much, but, um, yeah, it's like really important to just day by day be present with the journey because that really is the most important thing is that you're having fun and, mm -hmm. um, I didn't even mention this earlier, but like my first job ever was when I was like probably going on 13 and I owned a little recycling business. <laughs> What'd you I recycle? Would, I would pick up people's recycling in my, uh, in a nearby neighborhood. Um, and so at the time that particular part of town, like they actually did not get there. Like the big recycling company in town didn't service their area. So I was like, I'll go to this area offer my services to them. My dad drove me in his truck. I would get out of the, the truck and collect all the recycling, put it in his truck, and essentially they'd pay me every six months. And like with that money that I would make every six months, I would save up for like my laptop or my camera. And at the time as like a 14, 15 year old was using that money to like buy my equipment. And of course, wouldn't be possible without my dad because he drove me there yeah. in the truck. But it really was like, there were so many times where I would feel so frustrated because I'm like, why am I out here in the heat? Like, it's so disgusting. And like, there's wine all over me and it's, you know, it smells, the yeah. smells like I felt kind of like the trash man. Cause even though it's recyclables, like most people didn't wash them out and like clean them how they were supposed to. And so I did that literally for like 10 years, all the way up until I was in my like 22, 23 Shut because the hell up. yeah. And I finally at one point was like, okay, it's time to, we've learned what we needed to from that. Yeah. <laughs> but I just did it for so long because it was like such a not time intensive job. It was just like a thing. And my clients kind of became like, kind of like family to me. Like they'd give me gifts for Christmas or my birthday or all that. And they literally knew me since I was like 12 or 13. And I just did it forever. And I was finally like, guys, I'm sorry. Like 
I've got to go. Got to go. I've got to be done with we're this. We're in a literal, we're in a whole different <laughs> decade now. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's A lot of time just, has passed. I've slept since then. Yes. I have armpit hair now, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> I've, I've got to move on. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, there. I remember there were times during that where I'm like, why do I have to do this? Like, why am I doing this? And, um, but once again, like, I literally would never have had a camera if it wasn't for that job. Like, mm-hmm. um, it provided a lot of, uh, like, resources for me to, like, you know, take baby steps and then do my photography and marketing and the whole, yeah. All and that. to propel so, forward. Yeah. Um, I think um, I, I kind of gathered my train of thought. I um, unfortunately do not have my ADHD medicine, so I am a little like, you know. <laughs> but listening to everything that you've said everything comes from a place of passion everything yeah. comes from a place of wanting to and i think the the thing that often gets misconstrued with social media and some some you know people on social media is a lot of times uh their brand isn't necessarily derived on passion it's derived on money which mm-hmm. is a totally different thing it's not to say it's good or bad but if you find yourself maybe not liking someone else's content because of, it might come off as greed, then don't look at it. Yeah. Stop, you know, focusing on these bad feelings, kind of like what you were talking about earlier and using these bad emotions to create a divide with you and that said person, because that just might be your own insecurities, like seeing their financial wealth and seeing the way that they're doing things. That might just be you being mad at them for building success. Yeah. And that's a whole other ball game. And I bring that up because I brought somebody onto my podcast that I didn't like. Um, I hated her for one reason. It was pure jealousy. And it was because I she made me feel insecure because she had what I wanted. And I told her that. And this was years ago that I felt insecure by her because she had what I wanted. But now, you know, growing into the entrepreneurial field, um, I let my passion replace the anger and looked at her as somebody that I could be inspired by and aspire to be instead of focusing on that bad emotion that made me feel like shit. Cause mm-hmm. that was just all projection, but that's, that's besides the point. <laughs> but the, the point that I'm getting at this is it's really, I know it's really easy to kind of go down like that rabbit hole of social media and just looking at everybody else's stuff and seeing their engagement and seeing the popularity and da, 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 da. But in, instead of doing that, why don't you focus yourself why don't you focus your time and your, and your mental capacity on with people and looking at other people's things who inspire you yeah. and looking at their engagement and what are they doing differently? How can I do those kinds of things? Or even, I don't know, asking questions, you know? Right. Um, and I'm sure like even, even with like myself and with yourself, I'm sure with elsewhere, like you're looking at other companies who maybe do something kind of similar. You're like, fuck how they get so successful or what, you know, how are they doing it and whatever. But at the end of the day, I hate that that silly little phrase, like, no one can be you. It, mm. It's so true, though. Like, nobody, I promise you, nobody will ever, 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 ever impress me the way that you did with selling your company. Because you didn't even sell your company to me. You just said, hey, like, here are these little things. I'd love for you to smell them. And yeah. I'd love to take you on a journey. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude, you know? Um, and it's, I think with social media sometimes can take away how special we really are. Cause we get so wrapped up in like what other people are doing and what other people's successes and what, what they view as success. But that's the key to it. It's what their view of success looks like. It doesn't necessarily define yours. Yes. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. You're 100% right. I mean, um, it just kind of goes back to that whole idea of like really listening to your intuition and following what feels right and good for you and not what you see 
because like I think a lot of times we chase either like the money or what we think will perform or like there's so many times especially like in the world of like TikTok where for you know the elsewhere brand or for my own po- personal social media I think about uh like well how how should I do this how is it going to perform best how is it going to this how is it going to that versus like what feels right for me mm-hmm. and like is there a way we can kind of marry like performance and like yeah this is probably going to be this will do well with like also this feels authentic to the way that I want to do it and it's not just like a copy of somebody else or like whatever and like yeah I think that um now I feel like I'm losing my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have ADHD medicine I don't know so (laughs) I'm rubbing off on you um but yeah it's just I think it's yeah it just goes back to the whole concept of like really when you're listening to yourself versus like listening to what to like the world and like what you like when you do what actually feels good versus like what you think will feel good or what you think will be most validating it's like it just yields very different results mm-hmm. um because i've done it before where you know I've, I've been involved with work or like created content or whatever that i was like everyone's gonna love this or they're gonna do this or that, but it's like do i even like it like we often fixate on not to cut you off, but that's exactly where I was going with that. We often yeah. fixate on what it's going to do yeah. versus how it's going to feel. Yeah. And that, that is like, I think that that right there, what you just said is the key to success. Yeah. If you want to actually be a successful entrepreneur, whatever it looks like to you, do not do things based on how it will do. Yeah. Do it on how it'll make you feel. Again, chase the feelings that you're after. Yeah. And also don't be afraid to like when you do something and find success with it, don't let that be a crutch. If right. you do something for years and you've loved it and enjoyed it, but you feel that time is expiring with that thing, it's important to let and you feel like your spirit's being called to something else. It's really important to follow that and trust it. And it, it doesn't mean you have to quit your whole other thing and then immediately right. dive in. You know, we kind of touched on that earlier, but like you really need to listen to that mm-hmm. because a lot of people grow very complacent with like, well, this is what performs for me or this is what makes me the most money or this is what I'm known as or this or that. They find a lot of excuses to defend things, but um, it's really important to trust kind of the like, like if life is bringing you somewhere else, like trust that and follow it and explore it, lean into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Where do you think your self-confidence to do all of this comes from tell me where does your self-confidence come from to do all of these glorious things i think it's i think it comes from a place of you know it can be scary to take a risk and and take action on this stuff but at the risk of sounding so corny and cliche nothing terrifies me more than the thought of being at the end of my life and looking back and just being like, wow, I never did that. I never, I never moved to LA. I never started that fragrance brand. I always sat in my comfort zone. Like there's, I think everything I do is I'd be lying if I said that it like wasn't a little calculated because I've kind of taken knowledge from every little experience I've had in life and brought it into the next experience. But the confidence really just comes from a place of like, why not? Mm-hmm. If I fail, worst case scenario, I now know something that I didn't know before. I tried something I didn't try before, and I would much rather do that than just be there. To me, I mean, honestly, to me, sitting in your comfort zone is actually very unsettling. It's very uncomfortable. Like I, I, I really 
I don't use the word hate often, but I really hate that. The second I become too comfortable with something, I feel like I start to kind of like have a little bit of a like, like panic, a panic. panic yeah. sets in. Yeah. Um, so I think that really the confidence, yeah, it just comes from a place of like, I love when I take risks. I mm-hmm. love when I go into things blind because it really just enables me to experience things in life I've never experienced before. And so like in the world of fragrance, like I know literally nothing. I still to this day, I get so many inquiries for like for like fragrance brand deals, like for, for my own personal social media. And it's like I'll, I'll do that type of stuff. Like I do talk on fragrance and I do talk on like the perfume world. But the second you try to start in questioning me about like the literal like molecules it takes to create a <laughs> yeah. fragrance or like the notes of like a scent and the top and heart and ba- like. I know my stuff, like I know for my brand, because I know the feeling of what we're telling, the story being told, but like, I'm not a perfumer, I'm not a candle maker, I'm not even a fragrance connoisseur, I'm like, I'm just obsessed with experience, I'm obsessed with storytelling, I'm obsessed with feeling, Mm -hmm. and whatever vehicle it takes to like, experience that, like, that's really what I do, so like, yeah, it's... I've gone on a bit of a tangent now, but it really, I mean, all of this stuff is so connected. It's like, it's hard to talk about just one topic without Mm -hmm. it seeping into another, because when you do live a life where your, your career is your passion and they're all kind of interwoven, it's like very hard for things to not all be just this. Interchangeable. Yeah. Interchangeable, intertwined. Yeah. I think, um, I was talking, I forget who I was talking. Oh, I was talking to my boyfriend because I love my boyfriend very much. He's an incredible human being. But there is the percentage of people who actually love what they do and do what they love is a very, very, very small percentage. Um, so it's almost like kind of daunting to get questions about like, how did you do it? How did you do X, Y, Z? And it's really hard to explain the passion and the fire that is inside of us. And what's really kind of beautiful is that my assistant, despite the fact she's my assistant, she's also a firing creative, you know, but you have to surround yourself with other fiery, firing, whatever creatives in order to actually understand that about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was talking to another good friend. Her name's Maggie. We had a good conversation on here. Creativity is your friend. Yeah. You have to look at it as a friend and that friend can leave you or it can stick with you. Yeah. It all depends on how you really fuel that creative friend. And it kind of goes hand in hand with doing shit scared. Mm. The confidence doesn't just naturally come about. It comes about because I'm with my creative friend and we're doing it together. And we're building a life, a passion um, that's built around or a career that's built around passion and creativity and artistic and feeling and, and whatever the case may be. And A, that's a really hard thing to explain to people that don't quite understand it like my boyfriend he's just like i don't know how you can work all day long Mm. on this one thing i'm like dude it just it fucking lights a fire into my ass i don't know like and it's hard to explain that like and you get it too and so does jess like it when you find that one thing that just when you actually want to do something in life when you're actually fueled by a fire there is nothing on the goddamn planet that'll stop you yeah So when I'm often asked, how did you get started or how did you do this? How did you do that? I always tell people, find your why and let that be your driving force. And like, what does that mean? I'm like, okay, well, that's that's how you know that what the thing that you're trying to do, you're forcing and it's not going to work. When you find 
a project or when you find a passion or when you find a thing that just never leaves your mind and you're always thinking about it, you're always evolving it, let that be the driving force instead of forcing something just because you want to be successful. Yeah. And I, fuel that creative friend to then propel your success. Yes. That was a tangent too, but I think you guys know what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you kind of look at life like a gem, it's it's like the creativity is a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. Oh, I like that. The more you take risks, the more that, that confidence builds. It's a muscle. All of these things – you know, when you experience them and you either fail or you succeed, it further defines you and lets you defines you in a positive way if you let it. Yeah. But like it, 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 it just builds stronger and stronger. And so, it is interesting because, yeah, I, I like to believe that I'm someone who can do anything or you can are. try anything. We all are. We all are. Um, the only thing that separates, you know, a person who believes that and someone who doesn't believe that is literally just the belief itself. Like really anything is possible. And um, once again, I know there's like a lot of privilege in saying that because there's definitely things that um, we all have quite different life experiences, but we it all just kind of starts with a belief and we all having a belief is free. Believe it or you don't. Yeah. So it's, it really starts within and, and the way that you see yourself and the way you see life, it, it really does manifest and create your experience. So it's so important to remember that, that even if you have nothing, you have your thoughts and your beliefs. Wow. That's inspiring. Even when you have nothing, you have your thoughts and beliefs. That's that's so true. I can't tell you how many how many low points in my life where I have nothing. I've not I, even just back in January, I had nothing to show for anything that I did. Now all I know that I had my thoughts and my beliefs, a dollar in a dream, and mm -hmm. look where I am now. Yeah. So I have to ask, what's on the horizon? What do we have going on? What do we, what can we expect? What's what are some things that we have going on for marketing and? elsewhere and what are some things you want to be really talk about to be proud of because you should be yeah thank you um so it's you know within the we'll start with marketing like in that particular space uh we're just always looking to continue working with brands that inspire us so like my team and i like we love working with clients who have lofty goals and big visions for their businesses and um you know, really want to explore different like avenues in the world of social media and try new things and experiment with new like types of content. So really just working with bigger, inspiring brands. Um, so yeah, I think with the marketing world, that's kind of that we definitely want to lean a bit more into like TikTok and short form video content, because with most of our clients, honestly, it's kind of evolved into that being like our primary focus is like, really creating solid content strategy, that kind of thing for those platforms. And so, um, you know, within marketing, that's kind of like where, where I think we're headed. And then in regards to elsewhere, um, the fragrance brand, I, I always like, I feel like I always need to, when I say elsewhere, I need to like preface like the fragrance brand or like, you know, mm -hmm. specify cause some people, yeah. Like elsewhere. Anyway. Yeah. What's elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in regards to elsewhere, we're, in the final stages of developing our newest scent. You guys are here first. Yeah. Tell me, tell yeah. me. Tell me, tell me. 
<laughs> so the scent is it's inspired honestly by kind of like the um outskirts of where i grew up mm. it's a very very specific kind of uh niche environment i guess you could say um kind of inspired by like the little in between parts in america like like the south southeast like wow these what little the hell? yeah like these little towns you drive through and you're like who lives here what do people do here yeah i think there's a really interesting story and dynamic to those areas and just being raised in um the, that kind of environment i think that i have a lot of fond memories of being young like in the late late 90s early 2000s and being in those areas and smelling like that humid southern air yes. and being out in the sun until you know the the sun goes down and you're just out with your friends like running around the neighborhood and i think this kind of like late 90s early 2000s like southern nostalgic growing up story is kind of like where my head goes with that scent um there's a lot more detail to it all mm-hmm. um but that's kind of like the the premise of it is it's it's kind of centered in that environment um and so uh yeah so there's that but then also we're uh working on like all new packaging and i think like you know like i said like with elsewhere like there's so much i just there's so much i don't know about owning your own brand when it comes to like investors and packaging and wholesale and there's a billion topics there but we're bringing we have new packaging on the way that super excited about because it's a major level up and then um we also so we have new packaging coming. Yes. We have a new fragrance coming. Yeah. The new fragrance is going to be very, very nostalgic. Very nostalgic. Everything we do. Everything you do is really nostalgic. Very anyway. little will ever be rooted in modern time. <sighs> to me, I, yeah, for that particular brand, it's visually a modern brand and mm-hmm. our marketing strategies are modern and our approach to showing up is modern but from a creative and art direction perspective everything needs to feel nostalgic so yeah and then the last part of you know elsewhere is is really uh starting the process for developing personal fragrance so that's something that i myself am such like such a fan of like i i to be honest and I don't want to deter anyone from buying our candles because I do love candles. Yes. I like perfume more. Like I'm more of a perfume person. Um, and so, yeah, we'll all be unisex perfume. And it's uh, when we do launch that, um, it will most likely be like late, very end of this year or like first thing next year. And so um, that's going to be really exciting because it just creates and it's like a whole new element to the experience of the brand and so yeah and then of course like also working to get the products in stores because we are sold exclusively through our website we don't sell anywhere right now um so trying to get like an in-person presence or at least an expanded online presence through like online retailers that kind of thing so but all that to say Every day I'm learning. Every yeah. day I got like I really just uh, I learn things every day that I didn't know the day before, and so really just kind of once again having fun with the process and um, not beating myself up too much if it's not all perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not the journey isn't supposed to be perfect. I mean, how else are you supposed to learn yeah. if the journey is perfect? Right, right. What is um, if you could leave our our viewers, our listeners, everybody with a piece of advice? What would it be? I would say 
never be afraid to start over because you're never really starting over. Oh. Yeah. I think that honestly, like, yeah, that's if I had to sum it up, I would say that. And of course, like, you know, we talked about trusting your intuition. I'm personally like a pretty spiritual person. So I really feel led and guided by by that, that kind of internal calling. Same. Um, Sun, I'm in the stars, man, the rose on my side. Thank you, universe. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just no matter what you do, like, don't be afraid to start over. It's, yeah. I think with that, I want to piggyback on it. Never be afraid to start over because you are always in control of what's going on around you. Yeah. Always. No one, there is no, unless someone has a gun to your head, which is a totally different topic, but you are always in control of your destiny and you are your destiny. Yeah. So listen to yourself and you know, you really kind of, Oh, the universe. I do truly do believe the sun, moon, the stars and the universe. And I believe that universe always sends you signs when you need to. Um, there's something that you said that really just mm, dug right into my, in my side that Jess and I have been talking about for the past couple of weeks. And, I love hair. I love my job. I love doing hair. Um, but I'm being called to do a lot of other things right now, Yeah, which is really hard, you know, because that is your brick and mortar. That's your bread and butter. That's your thing. That's what you're known for. And I'm sure you get it as like photographer, as for being photography, like, it, you know, it's your bread and butter. It's your thing. And marketing, it's your thing. But there's these other parts of you that have evolved um, that you have to listen to. You listen to your intuition. Yeah. That are will pull you from those things. It's not to say you can't do them anymore, but it's to say that you've learned all that you can from this and it's time to explore different avenues. Yeah. And I think that that's really scary because you, you know, you get, you get comfortable. Complacency scares the shit out of me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I love hair. I love what I've done with hair, but I love these podcasts. I love this new project that we're releasing um, there's partnerships that I never even thought in a million years that would be happening. Um, and I, I have to have that honest conversation with myself. You got to walk away a little bit, you know, control is a big thing, especially being a creative entrepreneur. You want all your projects to look a certain way, to sound a certain way, to smell a certain way, you know, everything, no pun intended. Um, but it requires mental strength and discipline to be able to look at these passion projects and know when to walk away. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to the uh, the kind of the head guy at the film program that um, when I went to school for, I love the film program. It was one of the most like fun, creative, like two years of my life, like the time period of just being in that was so fun. And you know, being in that creative space, creative people tend to ruminate a lot. They tend to mm-hmm. want things to be perfect. And this guy, his name's Duke Fire. He is like a six foot eight, long haired man, <laughs> like totally a character, but such a brilliant and like really um, powerful person. He would get so frustrated with these students because they would come to class whenever projects were due and they would never have their projects because they just felt like it wasn't good enough. They would mm. like basically just do nothing versus turning something in. And mm. I remember he he would always say done is better than perfect. It's better to have done something than to have done nothing because it wasn't perfect. And that mm. always stuck with me because as a creative person, we 
I, I see myself standing in my own way sometimes. And literally I hear his voice in my head saying, Ethan, done is better than perfect. It's better to show up and for it to not be its most optimized perfect. Like that's what we have our lifetime for. Right. We have our whole lifetime to develop and to grow and to become the best if that's what we want. But it's just so important to start where you are, show up, of course, aim to do your best, but don't feel like you have to be perfect because you. There's you no know, such thing. Yeah. And done is better than perfect. Yeah. Fuck. I know. I like started thinking after you like asked me for my first like piece of advice. I was like, I was like, no, that that I shouldn't have even said that first piece of advice because like it, it's it's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. But then like I was like, oh yeah, this is so much better. Like I feel like that's a message that really can connect to a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's such a common thing not just amongst creatives but also amongst this, the human experience the human experience gosh you need to have, yeah you really do need to have your own podcast i would listen to this all day long done is better than perfect talking about the human experience wow yeah you've i again i feel like the universe sends people when you need them and when it says you need to listen and you're choosing not to. It'll put people in front of you that remind you that you need to listen. Hmm. Thank mm. you, universe. I got the message. <laughs> Thank you. I heard you loud and clear. Done is better than perfect. I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, guys. Thank you all so much for listening to this glorious podcast. Um, thank you, for, Ethan, for coming on. Thank you for and, having me. And sharing this glorious journey. I mean, I was called to you the very first day that I met you. It, it's not it's not often am I wowed by a first interaction. I'm big about first experiences. The first time I ever meet somebody that sets a precedent for our relationship, um, call it, you know, harsh, but it's true. Yeah. Um, and the way that you just kind of like swept me off my feet with just the, just the, the passion that came from that tiny interaction. Um, a showed me that I'm not alone. Cause I also share that same passion for my job and for my career and B, it's important to really lean, in, lean into your your passion and creativity because um, you never know who you're going to wow and what connection you're going to create. So, so true. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. All of his information will be down below. If you want to check out all of his beautiful brands, his actual personal brand elsewhere, and his marketing agency, everything will be down below. Go check him out and his beautiful self. I actually own a lot of his uh, his candles, and I light them infrequently. Because I only do it when I set the intention of like, I want to feel this emotion or I want yeah. to feel something. This is not something you just light just to light. Like it, yeah. it'll like whip you up and be like, oh, wow, I remember that one moment where I was really happy and I could smell, I just can't forget this, the, the, the sound of the rain hitting the pavement and the way that it smells. Oh my God. I just, <laughs> it just smells so fucking good. Anyway. Um, yes. Thank you guys all so much for listening. I will uh, catch you on another episode. I guess. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>